Welcome to a Sober Girl's Guide podcast, a lifestyle podcast based on sobriety and recovery. I'm your host and sober girl, Jessica Jabot. Inspired by my own sobriety and wellness journey, I want to spread the wealth of knowledge. Tune in each week for uncensored conversations about mental health, self-development, wellness and spirituality, and how they influence each guest's unique recovery journey. My goal is to educate and inspire and to let you know you are not alone on your recovery journey. Thanks so much for tuning in to a Sober Girls Guide podcast. Let's go! Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 218 of a Sober Girls Guide podcast. On this episode, Michelle and I dive into the game of moderation. Michelle walks us through her journey to sobriety and what she learned and experienced from trying to moderate her drinking. Join Michelle every Tuesday, lead our Transformation Tuesdays support circle in the Sober Girl Social Club. This is such a fantastic episode. Let's get into it. Michelle, what is going on? How are you? I'm well. How are you? It's so nice to see you. I'm great. You too. And I'm really excited to talk to you today. You are a new addition to our coaching team and you know the coaches in our sober girls uh, social club membership they are there for our members right they you guys are there to give support to our members and so it's very rare that we actually get to hear from our coaches and hear our coaches backstory and what's going on and how they got to this place that we are at today so Without further ado, I would love to hear what your relationship looks like with alcohol. And I know um, you have been sober and I would love to kind of almost like fast forward a little bit and talk about how you thought, you know, being sober for how many months, how many years, and then dabbling in the moderation game. Okay, sure. To call it. So uh, if you could give us a little background, like what does your relationship with alcohol look like? Okay. Well, now like? <laughs> there's none, which is amazing. Yeah. Uh, I honestly never thought I could get to this point. Um, and I take it one moment at a time. Yeah. I don't like to look at what's going to happen tomorrow, next weekend, next year. I just think about right now, like right now I'm not drinking. Um, I feel like that's the biggest thing is that we have to just set these small, accountable, achievable goals for ourselves. And I never, I never thought that I could get this far and I'm here and it's amazing. And that's why I wanted to share it with the world. Yes. (laughs) And, um, I want women to know that they're not alone. I felt very alone thinking that there was only one option going to that option over and over again, not feeling like anything was sticking, anything was helping. And I didn't know that there were other options. And then I found you, honestly, Um, I started listening to your podcast and in the beginning of the pandemic, you were doing the mocktails on Zoom. Yep. Happier hour. Hour. Yeah, happier hour. That's yeah. it. Happier hour. I love that name too. Happier hour. Um, 
So that's when I kind of was like, okay, mocktails are working for me um, and started using that. And because I had been struggling, I was probably struggling for good six years where I would quit, start drinking, quit, start drinking, but I didn't have the tools in the, in my toolbox that I have now and those resources and the mocktails was a big eye opener for me. And when I started getting sober, it was like a, like, I felt like a celebrity. Like I would tell people that I was, um, sober for a few days or that I wasn't going to drink anymore. And they would be like, Oh my God, how did you do it? And like, how can you help me? Or what can you do to help me? And then every single person that I talked to, and even now, if it's not them that's struggling, it's somebody that they know. Yeah. So I think that's the biggest thing. There are so many people. And I feel like when you're in that position, you don't realize that there are so many sober communities, right? Like we have ours. Mm -hmm. And I feel like until you start like listening to podcasts and like Googling sober community and like sober as F and like you know, sober curious, like you're like, Oh my God, there's like this whole community that like is there because alcohol is in your face all the time. But then once I started seeing like the sobriety side, right. There's so many restaurants now that have mocktails. Um, and you know, like I said, that, that is definitely an outlet. It doesn't help everybody and everything. Yeah. And it might not work for everybody, but that is just one thing that helped me. But I think the biggest thing that got me sober was finding out what was triggering, like why I was Mm. drinking. It was anxiety. Yeah. It was anxiety from trauma, from my childhood, from other things that had happened in my life. Not realizing like I wasn't drinking Prosecco and being like, my mom, blah, blah, blah. You know, like wasn't you know, it wasn't that, or, you know, I, I didn't feel loved, you know, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, saying that as I'm drinking, I didn't realize like that was the root cause. Yeah, definitely. But it was seeping in there and like in your subconscious, yes. like, Oh, this actually takes some of the pain and shame and guilt away that I'm feeling that it's just like buzzing in the background. Oh, this kind of works. Yes. And that's how it did. It worked until it didn't. Right. Right. I was making really, really bad decisions. And I'm so thankful that I am alive and I'm here. And I, you know, Mm -hmm. I had just put myself in really bad situations, um, especially as a woman um, and making those decisions just not being safe. Right. And, you know, having people being mad at me and like Mm. not knowing what I did the night before. Right. And having family Mm. being disappointed in me or doing something. Yeah. Right. Like doing something at a wedding, like a family wedding or, you know, where I just thought it was so cool at the time, but then you look back at the next day and you're like, Oh my God. And then, you say like, okay, I'm not going to drink. And then it happens again and happens again and it happens again. And it's like, I'm so sick and tired. I was so sick and tired of being sick and tired. Yeah. And I, when I decided to stop drinking, it was like, I've always loved my life, but now I love it even more. Mm. And 
like I said, I felt like a celebrity. Like I would tell people and nobody was like, oh, that sucks that you stopped drinking. Everyone's like, oh my God, that's amazing. Like even now I sometimes like if I'm at a bar or something and I ask for like, you know, a seltzer with lime or something and I'll like go out of my way to tell people that are drinking that I don't drink. I don't know why sometimes I do that. And they're like, oh my God, how did you do that? And I don't know why, but I guess I just want people to know that like there is this better side because there is so many negative effects to drinking you know yeah it's not like oh my god I you know I purchased a home with the amount of money I saved or like nothing good comes out of your story from alcohol right Right. it's always like embarrassing negative bad crappy stories like I don't feel like anything ever good comes out of it um you know, the next day you're like, what did I do? Who do I have to call? Who do I have to apologize to? Yep. Oh, the apology tour. Yeah. And I I don't do that. No walk of shame. Right. Like I wake up and I'm like, okay, yay. Like I'm just ready for the day. Yeah. Um, And so then we, my husband and I went to Europe last. Okay. So I was sober for two years and two months, which was huge. And like, I don't even know how I got that far, but I just kept doing it. And I just every like the more that like the longer time that went by, the Mm -hmm. less I wanted alcohol, the less I needed it. Yeah. And the more positives I saw that was happening from not drinking. Mm. Like the time, I think time was the biggest thing I gained back, right? Because at my, for my career, I have to do work the night before to prepare for the next day. Right. Well, I would come home and be like, well, I'm just going to have a drink. But you know, one drink is never one drink. And what, what is the point of one drink? It's like, like taking like, one aspirin, like get the hell out of here. Like who, no, that doesn't work. <laughs> one drink was like so pointless for me. Yeah. Um, and so when I was doing that, it just made no sense to have one drink. Yeah. And then it got to the point where I was like, I don't want this anymore. And it was time, right? Oh, yeah. that's what I was going to say. So time. So I, yeah. So I would come home from work and I'd have a drink, but like, it was never one drink, right? It was never one glass of Prosecco. It was never one cocktail. It was like five cocktails or right. like a bottle of Prosecco or like a bottle of wine or whatever. And then I've done nothing, right? Mm. I've done nothing to prepare for work the next day. And then I'd just be doing it like the next day at the last minute, which is not good for anyone to be doing. No, you know, want to have super stressful, like super stressful. Right. Yeah. Right. Not prepared. Right. I didn't realize like all these negative things that were happening in my life was because of alcohol. Right. I wasn't drinking every day, all day. Wasn't drinking at work. You know, I was drinking at night. I was drinking on the weekends. I was drinking because you have a white tank top on because the sky is blue because your sweater is gray. Like it doesn't matter. Right. Like I was drinking for no reason at all. And now I can't even think of one good reason why to drink because. Yeah. Your life just changes in such a positive way. Mm. Um, and so my husband and I went to Europe. So yeah. I was sober 
at that point for two years, two months, amazing, amazing, amazing. Yep. We went to Europe. We were in Spain on a sunset cruise. I had booked us a private cruise and it was just us and like six other people. It was just, it was right after we had gotten married and we're on the cruise in the middle of the Mediterranean. Like, oh my God. Oh my God. Amazing. Lavender sunset. Oh, so amazing. Yeah. And so they were like, um, they told us what drinks they had. And one of the drinks was Prosecco. And I looked at my husband and I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And yeah. I was like, I, 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 I don't know what to do. And I was like stuttering and I was so scared and like, I didn't know what to do. And yeah, it was weird because it wasn't just like, oh no, like that was, it was so, it was so mm easy for me to say no, 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 all the time, because I had such confidence. But in that moment, yeah. in that environment, right? Yeah. Being thousands away from home, th thousands of miles away from home, I live in the US. So we were in Europe on a cruise where like, you can't even see land, right? Yeah. And there's just like six of us. And so I said to my husband, I said, what should I do? And he said, I can't tell you what to do. Yeah. And I was like, but I need you to tell me what to do. <laughs> Like I used to tell him, I need you to make me stop drinking. I need you to take like the yeah. bottle. Like I kept making him be responsible. And again, I was doing it right. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to have it. Mm. I can just have one glass of Prosecco. And I had two glasses. Uh, and then I remember towards the end of the cruise, uh, and there was one way, right? There was one thing that was going to happen. I was either going to yeah. drink that Prosecco and be fine, or I was going to be making out with somebody on the boat that not necessarily was my husband. So I right. knew like those were my two options, right? But I was like, yeah. I can do this. I can do this. I can do this. And it was just, it was really great. Um, there was actually this really awesome woman on there who does photography. She was taking our pictures because we had just gotten married um a couple months ago and she just made our experience like so much better. We get off the oh, so then on the way back, I said to my husband, I said, I want to have another glass. And okay. he was like, Why don't you just wait until we get off the boat? And I was like, I immediately was like back to that moment where I wanted to have a drink yeah. and somebody else was telling me like, not a good idea. And I was like, normally I would have been like F you yeah. and going to find the bottle of Prosecco. Right. Right. But I didn't, I was trying to be respectful and listen to someone who has known me for 14 years and has been and seen me in my worst of drinking and best of drinking. Yeah. Um, so we got off the the cruise. And again, we're in Europe. And, uh, you know, we're like kind of off the grid. And there was um, an oyster bar and $5 bottles of Prosecco. And I was like, Oh, my God, this is like my dream. Yeah. And so we sat at the bar and we didn't really talk about like what I was drinking or whatever. Like we just enjoyed yeah. ourselves and we ended up having a really great night and the rest of the trip was awesome. But I will say that my husband and I kept it a secret Okay, um, while we were in Europe. And then we did this, we, we spent a good amount of the time drinking because okay. um, Prosecco was everywhere and beer was everywhere for him and right. we just and we were on vacation and we just chilled and then we decide and then I did drink one night past like when I should have stopped 
right? Like everybody had gone to bed and I was like, Epic, I'm in Spain. And like, I just kept drinking and drinking and drinking. Yeah. And also secretively from his family, right? We had like our own little room and I just like kind of, you know, stashed it. I mean, right there, hiding it from your family. Right, right. Like, what was what was the feeling behind that? Like, did you feel guilty for what you were doing? Yes, my husband, I think because we didn't want to be judged. It was his family that we were with. I don't think it matters which family, but yes, we. I was yeah. afraid of being judged. I didn't want his brother to think less of me. Mm. Um, and I wanted us to just, you know, like, it was also something that my husband and I were sharing together. It was kind of like our little secret. Okay. So, and I think that just us, we had never been to Europe before and it was just this amazing experience in itself. And then having that like little secret was Mm. also like an addition of like, like this connection. Yeah. Like an additional connection. Yeah. And then, um, a couple days later, we were at a bar and I just, I was drunk and he knew it. His brother mm. knew it. My brother-in-law knew it. And we were just like, yeah, eh, whatever. And he was like, but mm. I thought you weren't drinking anymore. And I was like, yeah, I'm just going to drink in Europe. So then it was that, that was the plan. Right. And then we came back from Europe and my husband, you know, that was the plan. And I will say the difference, I thought I could, I thought I could do it. Right. Mm. I've heard like moderation doesn't work. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. And I was like, yeah, but it'll work for me. Mm, so I'm the exception. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Good. Not I'm the, the rule. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so then everyone I thinks back. that I know. And um, so then I came back, but I will say that my habits were definitely different. Like I was more aware and okay. I did not go back to drinking daily. Yeah. Um, I definitely went, so we got back, that was July. So I was drinking from July, September, October. In October, we had gone out in our town. Like, so that was the other thing. When I was drinking, I wasn't going out in where I'm from. Okay. Um, I wish we were just kind of going other places and not any, not necessarily any specific reason, mm-hmm. but then when we did, cause everyone knew that I was sober. Yeah. Right? I mean, you I literally was, just painted your hometown. Yes. Like bragging and telling everyone that you're yes. sober, like you were a yes. celebrity, right? Yes, I was seriously. I was. Interesting. Was yeah. And like, um, so then there was a new restaurant that had opened, um, props to my best friend's brother for opening it up. And uh, so we went there and a friend of mine that I had that knew that I was sober yeah. and was with me when I was getting sober because I was going through trauma and a lot of bad things were happening in my life at that time. And she, yeah. I remember just her being like, oh, you're drinking again. And I was like, yeah. And I didn't mm-hmm. care at that moment. Right. I was just okay. like, Yeah. And then I had dinner with my best friends and my why one best friend really got upset with me. Mm. And I was like, what's your problem? Like, I don't understand. And then, you know, we left the restaurant and I was outside smoking cigarettes and I saw my friend again outside from um, 
that I hadn't seen in a while. And she made a comment again about my drinking. And I was like, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. And I kept saying, mm -hmm. like, you guys don't understand. Like, I'm aware now, even though I was like drunk. And then the next day I was like, fuck, like, right. I didn't make any <laughs> major decisions, right? I didn't make, I mean, I didn't make any major bad decisions, right? But I was flaunting like I was drinking around like mm -hmm. my hometown seeing pe like people that hadn't seen me drunk right yeah in a long time like my husband was seeing me like drunk after not seeing me like in Spain it wasn't I didn't I don't know it was like I got drunk like I was right. wasted yeah and I think it's scared it scared my best friends and it scared my husband yeah and it scared me a little bit and yeah. I said, okay, I'm going to have a new sobriety date. And maybe it stuck for like a month. Yeah. And then I went and met with my friend in the city who I've always drank with. And I haven't seen her since the pandemic. And yeah. I told her I wasn't drinking. And um, we, uh, she had said, okay, I'll be right back. I'm going to go into the liquor store. And in the city, there's like all sorts of just like, you know, seltzer sized cans of like alcohol you know like a mojito or whatever and like you can just take it and walk down the street and right so um I went so she went into the liquor store and I just followed right after her and she was like I thought you weren't drinking I was like eh, it's fine mm. and then I just drank too much we went out to eat and I was supposed to catch a train and I missed the train I like got I finally got on the right train. Then I got home and well, I got back to the train station. My husband was calling me like, where are you? What's going on? I yeah. didn't respond to him, which yeah. was really awful because he was scared shitless, but I didn't yeah. care. I went back to that. I don't care again. Yep. And then I met my, uh, I met a friend at the bar that was right next to the train station and she was, she's a good friend, but she's, she's a yoga friend. Like I don't see her that often. Mm -hmm. And for her, she ended up having to drive me home. And I was mm. like, what the next day I was like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, why yeah. is this happening again? Why am I doing this? Right? Like, yep. why? And I remember also texting a good friend of mine on the train and saying like talking shit about somebody that like, it wasn't even, mm. Like just doing, and, and again, those weren't even those awful, right? But for me, right, I had come to the point where like- Sounds I kind of awful. Well, yeah, I just <laughs> compared to like what I was doing, yes. But yes, and yeah. yes, exactly, it was awful. Yeah. Um, and then I mean, for it my- It wasn't good. Like, I think no. we also like, you know, people wait until it gets like so bad or like these rock bottoms yeah, right, or something right. like really detrimental has to happen. It's like- it's these little micro disconnections and these little micro aggressions that like all add up and they just suck. Like it doesn't matter what way you cut them. That's just like a shitty way to be. It's a shitty like way to interact and like talk and connect with people. Like it's just not the best. It may not be the worst, but it certainly isn't like your best. Right. It wasn't. And you know, and you know that. Right. Yeah. I went to a Christmas party, um, like a week after that. 
to um, a good friend of mine and she saw that I was drinking and she didn't know I had started again because I kept it. I didn't advertise it. Mm. When I, Interesting when how I, you don't advertise that, but you advertise the sobriety. That's right. You're right. You're right. And she didn't know I was drinking and she kind of looked at me like, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, mm. I'm fine. And it was really surprising because she's been in my life for a very long time, but I didn't realize like how much she cared about me. Yeah. Right. Like I was like, oh, wow. And then she had texted me a couple days later and said like, hey, are you okay? I didn't know you were drinking. Like, is everything okay? You know, like, is everything okay with your relationship? Like, because, you know, my husband was like almost ready to be done. Yeah. You know, as I would have done the same thing. Um, Mm -hmm. And I just, it just like hit home. Right. And that other girl that I had seen, same thing. Like she had texted me the day after and she was like, Hey, what made you start drinking again? And I was like, Oh my God, like all these people care about me. Yeah. I didn't, I mean, I know my friends and family did, but these other two women were important in my life. Don't get me wrong, but I guess I didn't realize how important I was in their life. Wow. Um, And then um, in February. So then I didn't drink again for uh, probably a month. And then my husband and I went on a little mini vacay. Um, and we were disagreeing about something. And we had also gone to stay at a very expensive hotel and I wanted to live it up. <laughs> and um, he didn't want to sit at the bar. He wanted yeah. to you know, he wanted to go up to the room and like, I was just having mocktails at first, Okay, just having mocktails. And then we went and sat in the big room where you can like be served, you know, they'll come and take care of you and you can just like chill with your family and whatever and hang out. And there were people like with bottles of Prosecco and like making things so easy. And like, it Mm. felt very all inclusive, even though it was 100% not inclusive. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Yeah. So my husband said, I, I, so I had already, so at this point, so I had already gone and ordered a glass of Prosecco that looked like the mocktail I was already drinking. I I know. Mm -hmm. And then I, so I had the mocktail with my Prosecco and he didn't know, right? Cause I had gone to a different bar because there was like five bars there. Okay. And he didn't know. And then I was like, oh my God, this is fucking delicious. And I started like feeling that tiny little buzz. And I, at that moment, I said, F calling my sister, F calling my husband, F calling my best friend, F doing this, 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 this." right. I had like 10 things in my toolbox, but I chose not to take any of them. Like, I remember saying like, this is a good, I don't care. Like I went back to that. I went back to like, I don't care. I don't give a shit what anybody thinks. Like I want to do what I want. And then of course, full, 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 full self-sabotage mode. 100%. Yeah. And then I went back to, so my husband at this point had gone upstairs. I'm like super social. So I went and sat and like, now I order Prosecco because no one, right. These like random strangers I'm talking to, they have no idea. 
like my alcohol journey. Right. So I'm now ordering like splits of Prosecco and like drinking them. And I'm like, this is great. This is awesome. Blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. And now I am like, and now people are like starting to go to a later dinner and it's kind of clearing out. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, I'm going to go upstairs. Right. So I'm like, okay, I'm making a conscious decision to go upstairs. It's good. It's fine. I'm still aware. I know what's going on. Yeah. So I literally took the first step to go up the stairs to our hotel room. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that's right. They have an underground bar that I wanted to go to. Mm-hmm. And I went to the underground bar and I remember talking to this woman, this poor woman. I feel so awful. I was criticizing her on her eyebrows. <gasps> poor woman. She had just had a facial. Yeah. And I was picking on her with her eyebrows because I had just started getting microblading done, which I would have never, ever done. Right. Right. And then that's the last thing I remember. And my husband, I mean, ugh. so my husband said, and that's the last thing I remember. The next thing I remember was waking up in our hotel room and, um, in my husband's and I's hotel room. And, Um, He said that I came knocking on the door at like 12 o'clock and I was just like disgustingly wasted. I don't even know if disgustingly is a word, but like just like back to the way that I used to be. Yeah. And I just, he said, I put you in the bathroom because I thought you were going to throw up. And then apparently I like walked myself to the bed, but I just oh my God, it like makes me want to throw up just thinking about it. Like how, yeah. like I feel like when you, like you just think that's not you, right? That's not going to be me. That's somebody who drinks every day, all day. That's somebody else. That's her. That's him. That's not me. Yeah. I can control this. I can control this. Yeah. As women and, and me specifically, like I, love to be in control. Right. Yeah. And I have a lot of things that I want to get done. So that's why I'm like, I can do this. I can do this. I can do this, but alcohol powerless, like, mm. which is what I thought. Right. Okay. I thought I was powerless over alcohol for yeah. a long time, but then I was like, fuck alcohol. Like I'm way stronger than alcohol. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And now I have these resources and So the next morning it was a very like quiet car ride home. (laughs) And I was like, I got to fix this. Like, I can't do this. Like I'm almost going to like lose my marriage Mm -hmm. and for what, right. For what am I going to lose this over? Like, this is not how I want to live my life. Like, this is not what I want. Yeah. And I said, I need help. And like, my husband was like, we'll do whatever it takes because I think he was also really supportive, not only because that's who he is, but also because he saw me struggling. And then for that year, well, Mm -hmm. it was like eight months, nine months that I was sober. Like he saw that I could, you know, that, that I could do it. You know, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He saw for the two and a half years that I could do it. Right. right? And then he's kind of like, what are you doing? You know, yeah. and I was like, I'm fine. And I, I wasn't fine. Yeah. And 
like it's scary as shit to me like as a woman like I put myself in a really bad place and I like I said I drank that Prosecco I felt fine yeah like I remember but I remember making that conscious decision like what was the reason right what was the reason for me to go to some bar that I don't know the people my husband's already like ready to go to sleep upstairs yeah so and like also smoking cigarettes like that was something also that I was doing and it was then that I knew like I can't like I have a husband now like and I've been in my career for a while like I can lose it like that I've worked so hard I put myself through college I was in college forever like I subbed and I tutored and I bartended and I waitressed and like I did so many things I still have like three jobs (laughs) but It's just, you know, I just couldn't anymore. Like it made me want to throw up and it made me feel so disgusted with myself Mm. that I was like, like anything could have happened. Like here I am. I've been with my husband. We've been married for two years, almost two years. Um, But at the time, like we were, you know, we had gotten married, by the way, when I got sober. Mm hmm. He proposed to me when I was sober right? Um, and then we got married shortly after and it was a very small, beautiful, intimate wedding. And like, that's one of like, you know, now I'm a wife. I have more responsibility. Like I'm not just a girlfriend. Like someone has chosen to keep to, to, to share their life with me. And it's not just about me anymore. Yeah. You know, I'm an aunt, I'm a niece, I'm a daughter, I'm a best bestie, I'm a, you know, I'm so many things and I'm not, like, I can't change this. Like, I'm sorry, I can't continue to live that way. And that's why I was like, that's it. Like, I need help. I'm done. And I just kind of immersed myself back in podcasts. And that was it. Like, I had gotten so confident that I didn't need the help anymore. Like, Mm -hmm. that's what happened when I went to Spain. That's what happened this time, right? I was so confident that I could do it. Like, I feel like you, you do need the support. It doesn't have to be every day. It can be every day. You have to find out what works for you. It could be listening to a podcast, like a couple times a week. It could be following people on Instagram. It could be like, you know, there's, there's many different, like reading Quitlet. Like there's so many things, but it's it is work but it's easy work mm-hmm. right well it's, like, it's work that you're choosing yes I love right? that it's not forced yes, upon yeah. you like this this is a choice I I have a question for you what did what was your biggest takeaways from moderating like what did you learn about that experience or trying to moderate or like drinking again and what what, what do you think your biggest takeaways were Um, it's not possible, but I think, you know what, here's what I will for me. Right. But here's what I will say. There were times that I drank that I was okay, but they were dumb. They were pointless. Yeah. Right. It's kind of like, do you want a glass? Like, no, I don't want a glass of Prosecco. That's fucking dumb. I want the whole bottle. Like what's the point of having one glass? Right. So I think that like, I thought I could, but 
right when I got to that point where like with my friend, when I missed the train and like had someone else have to drive me home. And then the embarrassing part of like, where's my vehicle the next day and having to contact her and seeing her the Mm -hmm. next, you know, the next time at yoga. And I was like, Oh my God, I'm so embarrassed. And of course she was like, Oh my God, blah, blah, blah. But like, making other people responsible responsible for my actions is just not okay. Mm-hmm. Like that's what I was doing. I was making other people be responsible for the dumb shit that I was doing. Yeah. And I think the wow. biggest way too is like knowing like there are just some of us that cannot we choose not. I don't like to say cannot because I can drink, right? Sure. But I, that's the problem. Like I can drink too well. Yeah. Um, but you obviously but, like you, you don't get anything from it. Like, right. Like what I was saying earlier, what is you, you usually don't have good stories after a night of drinking. Right. Now, like, it's I nothing mean, to I, be proud of usually. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and now that I'm sober, like I'm present in my nieces and nephews lives like I don't miss shit because I'm hungover Mm. um I have the best relationship with my husband I've had in 14 years that we've been together yeah um and I'm like present and and for myself right like I've always loved hot yoga and running I just did a half marathon like I would have never done that I didn't realize right I'm not I wasn't drinking every day all day so I didn't realize like how much it was affecting me until I stopped doing it and like I think that if you're listening to this just know you're not alone and that there is support and if you haven't had a drink in an hour please like be good to yourself that's great Like make little tiny achievable goals. And like, I think the other thing is, is we have to figure out like why we're drinking. Right. I think that's the biggest thing. And I also had a therapist, like she was also super amazing. And I feel like a lot of us just want to do it alone. We want to do it by ourselves because Mm -hmm. like we're strong, independent women and like, but you're strong, independent women and it's okay, right, to have that support, right? Yeah. I'm not a mama, but like, yeah, mamas need that too, right? Everybody needs support. Everybody needs something. Yeah. And if you think we need that, each like, other, we it's, need each other. That's just the the point of like living. It's yes. pretty like bleak to Human do nature. everything alone, like especially the hard shit, right? Like doing the hard stuff alone, like just makes it feel that much harder and that much more like a chore. When I went to, so my very first thought that Mm. I had to do was go to AA. And I remember my very first AA meeting, me, okay? I know a lot Mm. of you don't know me, but I'm very social and bubbly. And like my lip was quivering. Like I couldn't even talk. Mm. And that was a telltale sign. And I started crying. And like, that was a telltale sign for me. And I was like, oh, fuck. Like, and so I did try to make it work, but it, that personally, that program did not work for me. Yeah. And that's what I thought, right? That's what I thought for years. And that's why I just kept going back there. And I'm like, this is not working. This is not working. I don't want to do the steps. I don't want to sponsor. Like that's too much work for me. Right. And I thought I was completely alone. And then I found like so many other people, like, cause there's so many, like there's more than one way to get sober. Like, it's not just one resource. 
Yeah. Right. So like, you know, this podcast was something that spoke to me. And I think like, if you're that type of person and you're afraid to reach out, like podcasts are really good because it's just you and that and your headphones. You know, like nobody else has to know. And I promise, like, once you start telling people, they will probably surprise the shit out of you. Yeah. And I definitely had to let some people go in my life. Mm -hmm. But I also know that, like, it wasn't about them. It was about me. Um, And I feel like I was also fortunate because... I also, you know, had gotten out of the restaurant business around the same time. Mm -hmm. So that was really hard. And I think that sometimes you have to make those changes for yourself. Yeah, definitely. Right. Because this is about you, right? You're, it's about us empowering each other. You know, you're telling your story and you're being a positive light and like, you are not alone. Like we are here for you and there's so many options. And I promise like once you start Googling sober curious and come on to a sober girl's guide and come join our social club and like even just following people that are sober, like it's just, it's not like, it's not just about like, you know, the labeling, like Mm -hmm. that's a whole nother conversation, but like alcoholic recovery relapse like rehab like that doesn't that doesn't have to be you right right? that doesn't have to be you you can just be a woman who like knows that I can't have more than one drink like because sometimes I just will make bad decisions you know and one bad decision can lead you to change your entire life in a very negative way yes definitely Michelle where can we find you on the world wide web Oh, the World Wide Web. I love it. <laughs> oh, um, you can find me on Instagram. I am Sober Virgo Woman. Nice. On Instagram. And I post lots of like fun, inspirational quotes, mantras. And I do a mocktail minute on Fridays. Um, and just spreading other tools and resources for other women. And just want to help light up the world and know that like, you know, someone said to me, Today, actually, I know that there is a better life for me. And like, Mm. it is true. Like, it's just even though you don't think that alcohol is affecting you, like, get that shit down on paper, come Mm. come to our support circle, come even even just on your own, like write that down. And you'll see like, wow, it's really affecting me in so many other ways. Yeah. Yeah, And leads in. It does. It mm-hmm. does. And it's crazy because I did not realize that. And that was one of the things I gained was time. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. I mean, my time management skills are are still not super fabulous, but I mean, I have so much more time to do stuff than I have ever had in my entire life. Yeah. Because once you start drinking, you're not getting shit done. No. Like you're not getting anything done. So now, like if someone wants to go meet me for a drink, hey, I'll do a mocktail. I'll do a seltzer. I'll do a coffee. I'll do, you know, but I think the biggest thing is you need to listen to you. Right. And it's okay to say no to events. It's okay to leave early. It's okay. Like, because you're taking care of yourself and most people don't even give a shit. (laughs) 
Yeah. Like on the other side. We're all side. wrapped up in our own worlds, right? Exactly. Like we all have our own filter. All wrapped up in our own world. So yeah. I'm always here. So for get wrapped up in your own world. Yeah. yourself. Get wrapped yeah. up in you. I love yeah. it. Yes. Yes. I love I it. Love and get all wrapped up in you. That's yeah. right. And join Michelle on uh, Tuesdays. Oh, yes. Yes. At, my support circle. At 2 p.m. Pacific Center time. And she will help you get wrapped up in you. <laughs> I, love I love it. Get wrapped right? up. Michelle, yeah. thank you so, so much for sharing your experience and your knowledge and your journey with us. I really appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome. I hope that even if one, one person takes one thing away, that makes me so happy. How great is Michelle? And just a side note, we are not sitting here preaching you not to try moderation. We are just speaking from experience. As I've said time and time before, we're not here to convert anyone. We are just offering conversation, different perspective, and a chance to maybe check in on your relationship with alcohol and see if it is really serving you. As always, thank you so much for listening. Please make sure to rate, subscribe, and leave your feedback about the podcast. And of course, sharing is caring. If you think this episode could help someone that you love, please share it with them. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at A Sober Girls Guide. Head over to asobergirlsguide.com because we have your back at every stage of your booze-free journey. Head to A Sober Girls Guide now. Thank you so much for listening and have a great day.